five, four, three, two, one, ignition. Hello world, and welcome once again to Sunday Frog Box. It is show 57. It is the 24th of June, 2018, and it is warm. <laughs> um, incredibly enough. Annabelle is here. Hello, Annabelle. Hi. It's me. It is you. And uh, this week... Uh, oh, that's better. It seems to have sorted itself out. We had a little stereo problem there, but it seems to have... <laughs> Sorted itself out. That's great. That's the kind of problem I like. Well, this week, the theme, such as it is, is... Well, I'm calling it With the Beatles. Mm. That's because that's the name of the Beatles' second studio album. Yeah. Not the first one, which is Please Please Me, but that's not such a good title. Mm. Uh, and I'm interested to, to do this because I, I don't think you know much about the Beatles. No, I do. But yeah, everyone knows the Beatles. But mm. I, don't, I, I want to sort of take a journey through... When they first started, before they first started, sort of music they were writing, and how it changed and developed. And uh, I mean, uh, obviously, yeah, full disclosure here this is a big subject, the Beatles. You could do a whole series yeah. on the Beatles. Um, you know, they released over 200 songs, most of which were excellent, incredibly. And there's all sorts of things you can talk about each one of the four. You could spend a whole program on each of them, a whole series of programs on each of them. Mm. So, if you don't hear your favourite tune today from the Beatles... Soz. Soz. There's just too many. I haven't even got all my favourites in here. So, there you go. But hopefully, if you don't know much about the Beatles, hopefully this will whet your appetite to find out a bit more. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. First of all, we're going to go right back to 1958. If such a time ever existed. Um, before the Beatles, really, it was the, the, there were the Quarrymen then. And uh, they hadn't, you know, done anything. They were just some lads trying to play music. And there's a really scratchy old version of their very first song. But I've taken a version from the film Nowhere Boy, mm. which is a 2009 movie about John Lennon's adolescence. Yeah. It's called Nowhere Boy because the Beatles did a song called Nowhere Man. So mm-hmm. um, There's a really good version. It sounds very much like the original, only without all the horrible scratchy. In. <laughs> yeah. So this is from the film. This is like... This is the sort of music they... The very first music they put out into the world. Uh, it's called In Spite of All the Danger. In spite of all the danger In spite of all that may be I'll do anything for you Anything you want me to Cause me 
of all the danger Spite of all that may be I'll do anything for you Anything you want me to If you'll be true to me In Spite of All the Danger, which is an interesting title for a first song. Mm. And uh, I think you can tell it's sort of a pretty standard, bluesy kind of thing. The first yeah. thing they put out, um, <clears throat> and, uh, it, you know, nothing particularly special about that. Mm. Um, it's nice, though. But it's nice, oh. you know, and, and for young fellas, it's quite, it's quite a mature mm. song. Interesting. Well, I know that... Well, I was going to say... Well... Originally, I was going to say everyone likes the Beatles, and then I said, "Well, I thought, well, no, that clearly isn't true because you know people are people, and some people don't like other things." And uh, I, I know there are people who think the Beatles are overrated, and I know that some of them are listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'd say, I, I mean, I came to the Beatles through a friend uh, when I was about your age, I was about fifteen, yeah, and uh, with no preconceptions, and and I have come to think. Um, actually, they were pretty brilliant uh, for several reasons, and, and we'll go through. We'll go through this, mm-hmm. okay? Because they're not just one thing. They're not just a one-trick pony. Is there a contest today? Well, yes, there is. We've got five people who are all musicians talking about the Beatles and how good they are. Okay, so uh, it's, this is going to be very difficult. I'm telling you now. And there, be few, there are going to be few clues because I want this to be hard. But you, you knuckle down and listen, and uh, you know there will be clues as we go through. So I'm going to play you this uh, this clip. There's five people saying stuff about the Beatles, and a couple of them are talking about John Lennon. So let's hear that now. Uh, the Beatles, in my mind, were and are still the best band that ever was. And I think they're the best and still are. And I think if you're going to be as good, you've got to learn from the best, and they're the best. This band was like a single person. That they seemed to move together and think together. It was almost like a little family unit. And they were monstrous. They were like perfect. You know? And the Beatles, I always thought, were the best band in the world. To be honest, I would never like to put myself at any kind of power with John Lennon at all because he was just the greatest, as far as I was concerned. I mean, he was one of the major influences on my musical life. I mean, I, I just thought he was the very best of what could be done with rock and roll. Some of those, I think, easier than others. Mm. Um, I'll play it to you one more time. 
and, and then we'll move on and do something else. Okay, here we go. Uh, the Beatles, in my mind, were and are still the best band that ever was. And I think they're the best and still are. And I think if you're going to be as good, you've got to learn from the best and they're the best. This band was like a single person. that They seemed to move together and think together. It was almost like a little family unit. And they were monstrous, they were like perfect. You know? And the Beatles, I always thought, were the best band in the world. To be honest, I would never like to put myself at any kind of power with John Lennon at all because he was just the greatest as far as I was concerned. I mean he was one of the major influences on my musical life. I mean I, I just thought he was the very best of what could be done with rock and roll. Well I can count and there were in fact six voices there. Mm. I thought there were five I put <laughs> extra one in. Okay so if you have any ideas who who those uh, gentlemen might be all musical Japs then do contact the studio Text us, if you will, on I can't see the number because the door's open. Um, 01385 <laughs> um, 90690. 90690. Starting your text, please, with FXR. Or you could email the studio at studio at Yes, indeed, or come onto Facebook and hit us up on the jolly good Frogbox page called Sunday Frogbox. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, well, that was, uh, that was the contest. I'm expecting a few guesses, but I'm not expecting anyone to get it easily. And uh, no, none of them are George Martin. So, good guess, but wrong. None of them are George Martin. All right, well, the next one, we're going to move forward from 1958 to 1961. And this is an instrumental uh, that they put together called Cry for a Shadow. So let's see what that sounds like.
So we haven't yet got into the territory when anyone knows who they are. They're not famous. They haven't had any hits yet. They're just jobbing musicians. I think that was pretty tight, actually. Mm-hmm. For 1961, I think that was a pretty tight sound. You never guess what just happened. What just happened? It's got 30,000 30, on Doodle Jump. Oh. What? I got Scott's got 30,000 on Doodle Jump. You got to 30,000? Yeah. Yes, I know you've got higher, but I've been trying to get 30,000 for like two years, and I just got it. Well, hold the front page, everyone. Look. Annabelle just got to 30,000 on Doodle Jump. 30,125. Not as good as my high score, of course. That doesn't matter to me. Oh, yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Don't even pretend it doesn't matter to you. It doesn't matter. Don't uh, tell me how however, much you've got, because I... Oh, it's a fly. Oh, it's only got one wing. That's <sighs> Annabelle, Annabelle, focus. Focus. We are in the studio doing a radio show. Sorry. About the Beatles. We do not need to know your high score on Doodle Jump that you shouldn't be playing. You should be paying attention. I was paying attention. We don't want to hear about Fly First Aid. <laughs> Put it out of its misery. No, no. It's suffering. Put it out of its misery. It looks fine. It looks fine. But it has one wing. Okay. Right, move on. All right, we'll move on. We'll move on. To 1962. And a song called Like Dreamers Do. I saw a girl in my dreams And so it seems That I will love her Oh, you You are that girl in my dreams And so it seems That I will love edge of something here, because that was 1962, that was just before they had their first hit, there's still that bluesy influence in there mm. and then suddenly they just lit up Yeah. Um, 1962 when they released Love Me Do Love, love me do 
Love me do. And, uh, you know, please, please me. And the early hits, which I'm not going to play. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sores about that. Um, 1962, started getting hits, started getting well-known. And uh, 1963, it was just like one thing after another. Bang, bang, she loves you. Which is a lot of, um, you know, things like their first number one, I think. Um, From Me to You. These are the great sort of classic ones that everyone knows. Just hit after hit after hit. And this next one, I saw her standing there, but I'm going to play you a cover of this. Because old Paul McCartney, I I saw uh, the latest um, episode of uh, Carpool Karaoke with James Corden, they had Paul McCartney on it. It was just the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. It was just the best thing ever. I took him to Liverpool and showed him around the old stamping ground. And I think it was great, but... Anyway, Paul McCartney, he's... He must be nearly 80. He's still pumping it out. He's still rocking away. And uh, Billy Joel, another great uh, musician, um, was doing a gig in, I think it was 2009, and started playing a Beatles song. I saw her standing there, which is a hit in 1963, and he calls out, Paul McCartney comes out on the stage and sings it with him, and this is that. So mm. this is like what that song sounds like played today. Because sometimes you can get caught up with the old, old-fashioned, old old-timey production. This is what that song sounds like played in modern times, all right? So well, I saw her standing there. <laughs>
Felixstowe Radio, 107.5 FM. Yeah. Much more music. Mm-hmm. Much more music. Well, it's all Beatles. It's all Beatles tonight. Um, mostly by the Beatles, played by the Beatles. <coughs> a few covers in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I realise that some of you might find this turgid and boring. Well, I'm sorry, but this is the Sunday Frog Box. Mm-hmm. Who can tell what's going to come out of it when you open it up? <laughs> Annabelle's got hiccups. Yeah, I know. I drank drink too fast. <laughs> sort can yourself out. Sorry. Um, can, can we do a Muse one? What? Can Are you talking about other shows now? Yeah. <laughs> can we do a Muse Are one? You, your mind is flitting around like sorry. a butterfly, settling on various things. I, well, I, I'm, I'm not going to go into that now. Okay. No, I don't think we can do music. We played a lot of music. We played lots of Beatles over the over the. Yeah. I, I just had an idea. I had okay. okay. We'll see how it goes. It's going all right at the moment. See, I'm leading up to something. I'm leading up to something here. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you've um, if you've had any more thoughts, ladies and gentlemen, about the voices. I'll play them to you again. Uh, the Beatles, in my mind, were and are still the best band that ever was. And I think they're the best and still are. And I think if you're going to be as good, you've got to learn from the best and they're the best. This band was like a single person. that They seemed to move together and think together. It was almost like a little family unit. And they were monstrous. They were, like, perfect. You know? And the Beatles always thought were the best band in the world. To be honest, I would never like to put myself at any kind of power over John Lennon at all because he was just the greatest, as far as I was concerned. I mean, he was one of the major influences on my musical life. I mean, I, I just thought he was the very best of what could be done with rock and roll. Just to give you some clues, then about those people. The first one is a piano player. The second one is a singer. The third one is a guitarist. The fourth one is a bassist. Uh, the sixth, fourth, the fifth one is a, another singer. And the sixth one is an all-round musician but mainly known for singing. So you've got a band. You could put them together. That would be uh, the best supergroup ever. I don't think they have all played together. But I think they have all played... With at least one of the Beatles at one of their gigs. Okay. Okay. I've got two, I've got two ideas. Oh, Annabelle has two ideas. That's good. How many ideas do you have? I have mm. many, many ideas. How many ideas do you have, ladies and gentlemen? No, well, that was who I was asking. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's a TV thing. It's a TV thing. Wait. It's a TV thing. Uh, it's not what a TV theme. What's happening? <laughs> it's not a TV theme. It's not a TV theme. It's this. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. This is not... Uh, it, it is... It's... Okay, as well as... Uh, 1964. Mm. The year in which I was born. The year in which the Beatles conquered America. They... They got all through 1963, hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. Mm. And suddenly they were huge, out of nowhere. And it was like, who did this? How did this happen? What drugs have been administered to all these teenage <laughs> girls to make them go mental over this just bunch of Liverpool guys? Mm. And uh, they made a movie called A Hard Day's Night, which is, to be honest, I mean, there wasn't much of it. There was a lot of mucking about in it and larking about uh, and it was one of the most popular movies of 1964 and it was it was their time it was their year so I'm just going to whiz through three tracks from well two from 64 and one from 65 which is the classic if you like the middle period of the Beatles 
before those, this was absolutely the height of their fame. Okay, and then we'll move on to something else, which is what I think is the key thing. I think it's, they've already, like, the most successful band in the world, all of a sudden, bang, bang, bang. And that could have gone several ways, mm. but it went a particular direction, which we'll talk about when we get there, which I find quite exciting. Oh, can you tell? Yeah. Anyway, let's have a quick uh, hard day's night, shall we? I think we should. It's been a Money, money can't buy 
was two from 64 live recordings. You can hear the crowd going wild in the background. Um, mm. It is Beatlemania. Was it's just terrifying phenomenon. Yeah. And I mean, it's happened a few times, but it's like this is the first time it's just ever happened, and the teenage girls were just hysterical. There's no other word for it. They were hysterical, screaming and crying. I don't know how they were enjoying the music, because it was just ah, from start to finish. I don't know how... I don't know. It's a crazy phenomenon, it's I suppose. It's kind of like me, Dan and Phil. I said, <laughs> but I had to be quiet, because they were talking, and I was like, <laughs> was like stifling my yeah. tears. I mean, I suppose in the 60s, I suppose... I suppose they hadn't really heard anything like that before. Mm. And, uh, you know, everyone just went wild. But now we move on to 1965. Mm-hmm. We can work it out, my example track from that. And you can just hear a beginning of a change. Up to now, everything's been like two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. Get in, sing, get out. Some nice chords, some nice harmonies, some nice vocals, some nice playing. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved it. But there was more. You could tell there was more behind them. There was more to come. And I think here's a clue of that. And we can work it out from 1965. I mean, there's that, there's that nice. It's kind of it's got that sort of sixties, um, almost like you can almost hear the, the sort of California hippie thing in the background. Mm. But then it suddenly goes into this this waltz time in the middle. Anything? Yeah. Oh, hang on, that's different. And it was different, and they got the use of the organ in there. It was different. Yeah. And I think 
there's more going on in their heads than just uh, what they've been doing so far. And the thing is, they're all such Paul McCartney, brilliant songwriter. John Lennon, different kind of brilliant songwriter. George Harrison, different kind of brilliant songwriter. Ringo Starr, not as terrible as everyone thinks. I've seen videos of lots of top drummers going on about how bad Ringo Starr wasn't. Uh, because he, he did the right thing for the song. Anyway, leaving that aside, um, it's t- I just think the Beatles were a perfect storm they were, of, of talents at the right time. Mm. But anyway, what happened then? Well, we're inside, we're in 1965, and uh, in nineteen sixty. well, I'm going to play you, it, it's time for our regular feature. A cappella corner. That corner of the radio reserved for music without instruments and this is a song you may know called Yesterday Mm. Um, well I'll play it to you because this is a great cover Uh, I've just lost the guy's name I'll come up with that afterwards but uh, this is one of those ones where one guy does all the vocals but anyway just listen and enjoy this this is also from 1965 Yesterday Yesterday, yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Suddenly, suddenly, I'm not half the man I a shadow hanging over me Oh, yesterday came suddenly Why she had to go I don't know She wouldn't say I said something Such an easy game to play Now I need a place to hide away Oh, I believe in yesterday Why she had to go Such an easy game to play Now I need a place to hide away Oh, I believe in yesterday Yesterday Written by Paul McCartney, 
and recorded, in fact, entirely by Paul McCartney. Mm. Um, the recording was just him singing, playing guitar, and a string called Tet. Yeah. And it was so different from everything else they were doing that the rest of the band sort of vetoed its release as a single. Yeah. And lots of other people released it as a single in the UK, and it was released as a single in the, in the US. Um, take, a, take a wild guess as to how many cover versions there are of that. Lots and lots. More than 2,200 cover. It's one of the most covered songs of all time. Oh, like official covers. Yeah. Like one, oh, okay, right. Yeah, but you, like can actually, you can actually trace down recordings, like over 2,200 different recordings of that song uh, by see, different people. If, if, you like, if you included, like, YouTube covers, it'd be millions. That song has made more money than many small African states. You know, that's that's, that's a, a lot, and it's just a brilliant song. It's just a lovely song, and I love it. Yeah. It's a great song, um, oh. and it's all Paul McCartney. But anyway, you know, it, it, that was a that was one thread going through the Beatles, mm. and uh, well, we'll come back to we'll come back to it. Well, I'm I'm getting carried away here. I didn't realise I I like the Beatles so much. But anyway, mm. let's move along. Felix Stowe Radio, one hundred seven point five FM. Yes. I'm going to leave 1966 out of it because um, you know there's too many too many songs for the time available. Um, but I'm going to move on to 1967, which, as you will recall, was our theme last week, which is what gave me the idea for this. And I think, in many ways, 1967 was a, a phenomenal year, although a whole other. Uh, thing in 1966 is that some people say Paul McCartney died in a car crash in 1966. Why? Well, it's a conspiracy theory. Uh, there's. But he was just on carpool karaoke. Well, was he, or was that fake Paul or fall, as the was believers it? call him? Or was it was it a clone? Billy Maybe Shears. Illuminati. If you want to go down that rabbit hole, there is plenty of video footage like of that, it. Like that video of Beyonce where she, like, turns off and she's, like, blinking weirdly. Yeah. Or that one with Justin Bieber where he, like, blinks like a lizard. For People have done second. all sorts of things like, like, like comparison of his face before and after and all this kind of thing and hairlines. And apparently he was, like, four inches taller in 1967 than he was in 1966. There's all sorts of things, okay? It's like that, if, if I was him, I'd be really annoyed. It's like, ah, me? Yeah. How dare you? There's, I'm fine. I, I mean, personally, having looked at a lot of this, yeah. <laughs> I, I think he probably is alive, mm-hmm. and he is the one we think he is. However, <clears throat> there's a couple of things which just tug at the, tug at the brain strings. Yeah. There's a bit like, because the, the, the theory is that his, his, the guy's name was actually Bill. It, you know, Billy Shears from the... Sergeant Pepper album, but it, it, it was building something or other. Um, and there's at one point, you get, there's this conversation of George Harrison and Ringo Starr talking about something, and they talk about Beetle Bill mm. at one point. And there's a couple of other funny things. That's a bit odd. But I, I, and at the end of the day, I think I'm going to come out and say that I think that the Paul McCartney we know and love is the Paul McCartney who was born Paul McCartney and not so However, it is a fascinating thing to look into if you've got hours and hours to kill. I love conspiracy mm. Anywho, 
Leaving 1966 and all that controversy aside, we move to 1967 when suddenly the Beatles go to another level. Now, they're already the most successful band in the world, and people must have been eagerly awaiting their new album. Mm. In 1967, they put out not one, but two albums, both of which are utterly brilliant. Those two albums being Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band Mm -hmm. and The Magical Mystery Tour. Yeah. Fantastic! Unbelievable! Still held up as an example of brilliant... Uh, brilliance today <laughs> and, and, and I, I think so I, I think I have to say this is probably just the best album ever Sgt yeah. Pepper it's Lonely Hearts Love Man so I mean not got time to play it all I'll just play some examples okay um, of why it's so brilliant this is um, they moved into a different world it's like that bit in in, um, in uh, The Wizard of Oz when they open the door and they're not in Kansas anymore and it's all in colour yeah from black and white. Well, suddenly that happened in the Beatles' music. They went from something that was really good to something that was really incredible. Anyway, from that album, this is She's Leaving Home. Wednesday morning at five o'clock as the day begins Silently She hoped would say more She goes downstairs to the kitchen Clutching her handkerchief Quietly turning the back door key Stepping outside she is free She Right. 
for so many years like her parents haven't given her everything money could buy but oh I see she's got things but she's got clearly they've got like some emotional problem connecting yeah Uh, and now she's having fun which she's never had before Mm. so it's sort of melancholy but in the end it's actually she actually she's alright in the end it's just sad for her parents yeah anyway uh okay here's a thing that we've got to address um Let's play Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Picture yourself in a boat on a river With tangerine trees and marmalade skies Somebody calls you, you answer quite slowly a girl with Someone is there at the turnstile 
fade. Okay, well, before we forget, um, the guy who did the acapella of yesterday is a YouTuber called Anecdote. Anecdote. So you're not anecdote, it's anecdote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good that. See what we did there. Anecdote. Well done. So Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, also from the Sgt. Pepper album. Um, now, what happened was, John Lennon's son Julian did a picture of his friend Lucy uh, from school. He's only a little. He wasn't, you know, he's a little kid. And uh, he called it Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. It was like Lucy in the Sky with like Diamonds everywhere. Else. And... Um, they used to write the song, and these were this kind of Alice in Wonderland-esque imagery. Mm. However, unfortunately, the song um, has ever since been assumed to be about drugs, because it spells, Lucy in the Sky with Diamond spells LSD, which is a drug which causes hallucinations, Mm. which I have to say, the lads, the Fab Four, are well known for having experimented with the drugs. Yeah. Okay. Um, may have explained the explosion of creativity in 1967, I don't know. Mm. But anyway, they've always denied that. But I just have to lay it out there for you, dear listeners, to make your own judgments. But they repeatedly said, no, we, yes, we did do drugs, but no, that's not what it's about. It's about Julian's picture. Mm. Anyway. It's another thing that was happening, and... The whole album, like with the violins and the different instruments, no one had ever heard anything like that before. It was just brand new and brand fabulous. Yeah. Well, the other album they did in uh, 1967 was Magical Mystery Tour. Magical Mystery Tour. Come on for the mystery tour. The Magical Mystery Tour is coming to take you away. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, I knew that one song. Well, also on that album uh, is this is one of my favourites The Fool on the Hill. Day after day, alone on a hill, the man with the foolish grin is keeping. Perfectly still But nobody wants to know him They can see that he's just a fool And he never gives an answer But the fool on the hill Sees the sun going down And the eyes in his head See the world spinning round sound he appears to make And he never seems to notice But the fool on the hill Sees the sun going down And the eyes in his head See the world spinning
And he never shows his feelings But the fool on the hill Sees the sun going down And the eyes in his head See the FM and online at phoenixstoweradio.org.uk in association with the Orwell Hotel this is Phoenixstow Radio Sunday Frog Box with Andy Kimber on Phoenixstow Radio 107.5 FM there's much much more smooth and seamless (laughs) Apologies, I was just reading a Wikipedia article about Fool on the Hill there. Get it carried away. Yeah, so, uh, mm, so yeah, the Beatles, suddenly amazing. Um, <clears throat> okay, I'm going to play you the uh, contest voices again, mm-hmm. because there are certain people who are almost there. A certain person in particular has got four out of the six. Very impressive. And let's play it again for you. These are all musicians who are talking about the Beatles. Uh, the Beatles, in my mind, were and are still the best band that ever was. And I think they're the best and still are. And I think if you're going to be as good, you've got to learn from the best and they're the best. This band was like a single person. that They seemed to move together and think together. It was almost like a little family unit. They were monstrous. They were, like, perfect. And the Beatles, I always thought, were the best band in the world. To be honest, I would never like to put... Myself at any kind of power over John Lennon at all because he was just the greatest, as far as I was concerned. I mean, he was one of the major influences on my musical life. I mean, I, I just thought he was the very best of what could be done with rock and roll. Well, you're probably right, sir, whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> I know who he is. I think you do too. Well, okay, um, here's the thing now, another thing. We move on to 1968. <clears throat> um. And I think we think we've reached the top of the hill. I think the fool on the hill was the top of the hill. And I think after that, we just started to go downhill. Things started to go wrong in the band mm. because they would eventually break up in uh, 1970, um, go their separate ways, uh, and you could just see those those problems beginning. I think. However, what they also did was create what was what is sometimes called the first heavy rock song ever mm-hmm. in 1968 and that song was Helter Skelter and I'm going to play you not 1968 version I'm going to play you Paul McCartney's version from 2009 Helter Skelter this is good I really like this <laughs>
looking pretty good for a dead man. Well done, Paul. Well, it's time, I think, for for this. They might be giants. Boy. They might be giants. Yes, I haven't forgotten they might be giants. They, of course, uh, at one point covered a Beatles song, and this is from 1968. A bit of a quirky one by George Harrison, and uh, they, they've even quirkified it some more, being who they are. Mm-hmm. I like this. This is called Savoy Truffle. Cream tangerine and Montalimar A ginger sling with a pineapple heart Coffee dessert, yes, you know it's good news But you'll have to have them all pulled out after the Savoy truffle Cherry cream, nice apple tart. Feel your taste all the time we're apart. Coconut fudge really blows to those blues. But you'll have to have them all pulled out after the Savoy truffle. It's over. It's pretty much lower than they normally sing, isn't it? Yeah, they're usually quite high. I think it's John Flansborough singing that one, rather than John Linnell, who normally sings. I'm your little friend, but I'm not actually your friend, but I am. That's John Linnell. Well, that one was John Flansborough. A bit lower. Hmm. 
Yes. Oh, sorry, keeping you awake over there. Um, sorry. Here's another one of my favourites, actually, from 1968. I like it because it's a uh, sort, of, sort of rocky and it's got piano in it. And it's almost like a link back to remembering where they came from. But anyway, Lady Madonna. of everyday life. Yeah, I like that. Mm. Just a little window into people's lives. It's interesting. Mm. Lots more. So many more. You know, Eleanor Rigby, you can play Penny Lane, just wonderful stuff. But there's no time. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. Well, um, Ali has only got one voice left to get. She's got five of the six. It's the guitarist she can't get. No one else has, uh, has made much of an effort I can't help thinking that uh, Ali's probably going to win this again. Probably. Shock horror. <laughs> okay, well, here's a, a song that we've played in our band sometimes, and uh, I, I mean, there are other versions of it, but I like the original version. This is 1969, and again, they've moved on slightly. They've got... The sound has changed. From that really beautifully produced 1967 crystal clear sound, mm. they get something a little more edgy in 1969 uh, see what you think of Come Together
And I think things like that, with ostensibly crazy nonsense lyrics, that's a, that's a John Lennonish type thing. Yeah. And edgy stuff. Whereas Paul's all leads down the road, fire engines, and uh, yeah. everyone's happy. Hello, goodbye. Hello, goodbye. Hey, what you never? All that sort of thing. John Lennon's more sort of behind the walrus and a gumboot. You know. Yeah, we'd be bigger than Jesus, all that sort of thing. It's all yeah. John Lennon, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, the Beatles. So you can see they're, they're kind of starting to pull in two directions. Yeah. Um, well, maybe three or four directions. <laughs> George, I think, was just wanting to be friends with everyone. But, like, Paul and John were kind of... It sound like John Paul would turn up and say, "Here, here's these ten songs I've written. Let's do an album." Yeah. And John would be like sulking in the corner with a coffee and a cigarette. <laughs> ten songs, Paul. And anyway, so yeah, you know, being in a band is difficult. You get yeah. tired, you get jaded, and things happen. Anyway, it's time for. Music that you should listen to. So, um, what is this? Uh, this is a Jodie Clark cover of Here Comes the Sign, which is like the only Beatles song I know. It's the only Beatles song you knew. Knew, and I know more. But, um, Do you feel that? I've sparked your interest at all in the Beatles up to so far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, they're good. Yeah. Okay. Um, but this is really good. I this is f- I started learning this on ukulele and it was like ding 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 ding. It's quite fun. Well, it originally the song is from 1969, and this is Dodie Clark uh, with herself and a ukulele. No, 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 that no, no, so it's not, not that's it. definitely not it. <sighs> I've done that thing again. You've numbered them wrong. Or I put the wrong letter in. Honestly, it should be you. Here comes the 
She missed out some of the chords. So, Sounds nice. That's a George Harrison song. It's pretty. And you can I kind like of it. tell it. It's, that's like a third direction underlying. The, if you like, you've got the two themes of Lennon and McCartney underlying it, or you've got George Harrison. And then you've got Ringo Starr. The songs he wrote during the Beatles, Octopus's Garden, and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And it's, okay, it's all right. So, good. Well, I mean, uh, let's, uh, let's do this, and then I'll tell you about the contest. Felix Stowe Radio, 107.5 FM. The most music. Yes, well, it's a joint effort again from uh, Wigo and Ali, who got three each, apparently, of the voices. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's, let's play them, and I'll just run through who they are. Uh, the Beatles, in my mind, that's Billy Joel. The best I that ever mm. was. And I think they're the best and still are. Liam Gallagher. As good as you can be, the best and they're the best. 
This band was like a single person. Eric Clapton. They seemed to yeah, move like. together and <sighs> think together. It was almost like a little family unit. They were monstrous. They were like perfect. And that and is Lemmy Kilminster. To be honest, I would never like to put myself this in any kind of parallel with John Lennon at all because he was just a great... It's Freddie Mercury. I mean, he was one of the major this, influences on my musical life. I is mean, David I just thought Bowie. he was the very best of what could be done with rock oh. and roll. Did you not get David Bowie? No. You didn't? No. I thought that would be the first one you got. I thought one of the... Oh, no. I'm not going to say it now. Because you're going to be like, what? That's so stupid. I won't. I won't you're so stupid, I won't say that. I won't say that. I won't even imply that. What did you think I it was? I thought not, not David Bowie, but I thought one of them was Sting. Mm. But then I don't know where he's from, so I don't know what accent he has. Don't You don't need to tell me, but... He's got a sort of standard southern English accent. Yeah. I thought, oh, bass player. Oh, probably Sting. No, it's Lemmy Kilminster. From Motorhead, very famous and sadly now deceased. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, that was that. Well done, Ali and Mark. Uh, no prize again. So, you know, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. You can have Annabelle's empty cranberry juice drink box <laughs> if you want it. Okay, well, uh, um, okay, we've moved. We're into 1969, which I think was probably a strange year for many reasons. Man landed on the moon, unless you believe another one of the conspiracy theories, in which case he made it all up with Stanley Kubrick's help in a studio. Mm. Nonsense, of course. Um, and, um, you know, how many songs do you know? How many cheerful little songs do you know about troubled medical students, murderous medical students, wielding silver tools? I can't see I know that many. I know one, and it's called Maxwell's Silver Hammer. John was quizzical, studied metaphysical science in the home. Late nights all alone with a test tube. Oh, oh, oh. Maxwell Edison, majoring in medicine, calls her.
little odd and perhaps I uh, want to pull McCartney's less sunny moments I like it but he's still putting in an upbeat uh, tune yeah I think it's cool I like it yeah I think that was one of the ones that, uh, it's like almost like Paul McCartney could have done everything on his own by that mm. point and uh, John was busy sulking even though you know his creative genius was sort of boiling away in the corner mm. well 1970 sadly was when it all fell apart and they decided to go their separate ways. But before they did, they came up with this song, which is sort of like a goodbye to the Beatles, really. Let it be. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. Let it be, let it be. Let it be, let it be Whisper words of wisdom, let it be When all the broken-hearted people Living in the world agree There will be an answer, let it be For though they may be parted there is still a chance that they will see There will be an answer Let it be oh, Let it be Okay. 
find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in my hour of darkness, she's standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. those of you who know the song and wondering what on earth that was, that was Take 20C, not the released version. Mm. Can you imagine it? Imagine how many takes he did if that was 20, Take 20. Yeah. So, uh, anyone would have got bored with it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, Let It Be, and they let it be, and uh, that was the end of that. But. What? But. Now, um, well, there's more. In 19... Uh, well, we'll come to the fact that um, in 1980, some bozzy shot John Lennon. Mm-hmm. A crazed fan shot him and killed him, which is a, a bit sad, really. Mm. Um, in 1995, the surviving Beatles, George Harrison and uh, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr, got together with something John Lennon had recorded a demo of in 1977 mm-hmm. and never released and they took what he'd done and they put some bits on it and they made a new Beatles song mm-hmm. and Jeff Lynne was involved with the production you'll yeah. probably be able to tell when you hear it mm. and that came out as free as a bird and that's just a great song I don't know I don't know what other people think but the video is great as well because it's like it's like a all sort of pictures of all their other songs, like all happened in the video. It's like Free as a Bird, um, 1995. And uh, as a Beatles fan, hearing new Beatles song mm-hmm. in 1995, sort of 15 years after John Lennon died, was it's quite a thing. It's quite a moment. Anyway, this is it.
7.5 FM. Moving along. Um, I'm going to try and cram these in before the end. Um, this is a George Harrison song now from 1981, which was, mm-hmm. um, well, just after um, John Lennon was shot, and yeah. it sort of made it into a tribute for him, really. And he's got Ringo Starr and, uh, and Paul McCartney performing on it as well. It's called All Those Years Ago. They cheated you like a dog But the one who had made it so clear All those years ago Talking all about how to give They don't act with much honesty So weird, all 
Yep, sadly, poor old George is also dead. Died in 2001 from cancer. Sucks. There you go. Okay, well, uh, let's play um, one of Paul McCartney's favourite Ringo Starr songs, Back Off Boogaloo. It's still got that Beatly thing going on, but it's just, you know, maybe not, not as great. Not as brilliant. I still like But he's a lovely fella. He's old Ringo Starr. Richard Starkey is his real name, in case you didn't know that. OK, well, I'm going to play to you <clears throat> something quite poignant. Um, it's John Lennon's well, last song, really, before he was shot, 1980. Uh, a love song uh, to his Mrs. Yoko Ono. And uh, you might have heard this before, but it's just... He'd gone through a lot of stuff. He'd gone through some depression, and uh, he'd stopped writing for a while. And then he heard um, Paul McCartney's song coming up, which I'm not going to play all of. So, I really like it. And uh, he thought, oh, Paul actually 
can still write songs because he, he because he thought Paul had written it gets sold out and written a load of songs he didn't really like, mm. but he really liked that one and it kind of inspired him to get back into writing. That's what he said anyway. And anyway, this is a woman by John Lennon. Enjoyed our uh, our little journey, um, skimming the surface of the Beatles. There's so much more, mm-hmm. so much more. Um, anyway, we'll finish with another classic from 1967. Um, this is one of the first things I've heard from the Beatles that really sort of made me jaw drop, and it's yeah. from the Sgt. Pepper album. It's uh, it features sections by both John Lennon and Paul McCartney. There's a lot more I could say about it. Anyway, it's a day in the life. Thanks for listening. Bye. I 